To the Black Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. How are you doing today? I hope you are doing well. Thoughts and prayers are with you. So, Rotten Tomatoes finally releases audience score for Fauci. And if you don't know what Fauci is, it is a documentary made by Disney, of course, and National Geographic. And, <clears throat> excuse me. My, it's even more embarrassing than you think. <clears throat> wow. I just had some water and here I am with something in my throat. <laughs> Do forgive me. Um, But it goes on to read, The documentary that no one wanted, a propaganda piece for those who have lost faith in him because of his constant lying and contradiction. That is me beating the drum. The tambourine drum. You know, I'm being that because I have said that so many times in previous podcasts. I have talked about how I'm tired of looking at him. I'm tired of seeing his scrunchy little face. I'm tired of hearing his little raspy voice. I'm tired of him. And every time he's making comments about things he shouldn't make comments on, about Christmas, for God's sakes, we're in October. Why are you making um, uh, statements about Christmas, about Christmas being canceled? Why are you making statements at all about anything being canceled? You have no say in what goes on in people's lives. All you are to do is to deal with the coronavirus and what we can do to help stop the spread or whatever. But what does he do? He comes out and he makes these grand um, statements and he's he's talking about things he has no business talking about. He's talking about putting... um. Uh, these vaccine, these vaccine mandates on people with these unintended consequences of people, uh, you know, quitting, you know, and I, in my personal opinion, I think he's indirectly responsible for the low jobs numbers that are happening here because nobody wants to go back into the workforce and put up with all this aggravation. But here we are, <clears throat> mainstream media want to give him a freaking documentary. Why? Why does he need a documentary? He doesn't need a documentary. Okay? He's a public freaking servant. He didn't do anything really that heroic, in my opinion. He did his damn job. Now, he needs to stop doing what he thinks is his job and go back to doing what he does best, which is be in obscurity in the background and stop commenting on things he has no business commenting about. But... What did I say? Rotten Tomatoes finally releases a score. Oh my, and it's bad. 91% tomato tomato the critic score, okay? It's 33%. Uh, no, excuse me, it's 33 reviews. 33 reviews, 91%, and audience score. Of 100 plus ratings at 4%. That's very, very low. I don't think I've ever seen anybody at a, at a, at a score, audience score of, of 4%. I don't think I've ever seen that. Now, I, and, you know, I don't bother with uh, Rotten Tomatoes anymore since their Disney fiasco with 
with um, Brie Larson and all this nonsense. Because you can't trust them anymore. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, the article from the National File goes on to read this. Website Rotten Tomatoes has finally released the public aggregate audience rating for the fawning National Geographic documentary, Fauci. And the score is unsurprisingly the exact opposite of the growing reviews submitted by corporate media critics. No. Are you kidding? Really? Honestly? Oh, my Lord. Oh, the shock. I'm clutching my pearls. Hear them pearls? I'm clutching them. Ah, ah, ah. Anyways. Despite garnering a 91% score for corporate media critics, from, excuse me, corporate media critics, for its messianic portrayal of controversial Biden regime, Anthony Fauci, the eponymous documentary opened to abysmal audience reviews of just 4% and show signs of dropping either even further. I don't like Chardonnay. <laughs> How do you say it? But I don't like it. But. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I don't like it. But yeah. In this case, we need it. Various reviewers described the film as, quote, pure propaganda. Less informative as a documentary on Fauci and felt more like a long advertisement for a political candidate. A film for a man with a messiah, with a messiah complex. The documentary no one wanted. Propaganda in its purest form. A self-indulgent documentary attempting to glorify an unpopular public figure. And a propaganda piece for those who have lost faith in him because of his constant lying and contradiction. Sick of him. Bring back Dr. Burks. I liked her. Everybody made fun of her scarves. I thought she was cute. I thought she had... I love scarves. I have scarves myself. I I totally uh, relate to her scarves. And I thought she was a very sound, uh, measured, um, scientific person who gave you um, the, the, the facts. And she never wanted to be bothered with the political bullshit that was always coming her way. And I, she said this is why she didn't want to be involved in. Uh, she, she went into the background. Because she just didn't want to hear all that about Trump. She just wanted to talk about the science. And helping people. And giving people information. And as she was talking. And she was doing the interviews. Um, they, uh, the CNN or whomever. Whatever. Uh, cable news network she was on would pop up and ask her some stupid question about Trump, which had absolutely nothing to do with the virus and, and getting information out about the virus. This is what she said. So, um, as a national file previously reported, the film also bombed on IMDB. So you can't even blame Rotten Tomatoes for, uh, what do they call the uh, trolls? Yeah, you can't blame them for trolls because it went on. They went on IMDb, and a new documentary from National Geographic, lionizing political commentator and Biden regime medical advisor Anthony Fauci, has opened to an abysmal reception from viewers on the internet movie database, netting an average viewer rating of below two stars out of ten. In 
some 3,000 plus reviews despite praise from corporate media critics. Despite the praise from the corporate media, Fauci was pilloried in the IMDb viewer ratings, averaging 1.8 stars out of 10 at press time. Out of 3,642 reviews, 3,063 gave the lowest possible rating of one star. The film received the most positive response from females over the age of 45 who rated the falling documentary roughly four stars out of 10 on average. The movie's trailer also received an overwhelmingly dislike-to-like ratio on YouTube. Why? Oh, why? 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 Because we're sick of Fauci. That's why. Well, that was some good news to me, and I do not like that word. (laughs) I do not like to sit here and make fun of people. I can't say because it's like, you know, it's after dark, but... I you know I don't like this. I don't like to 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 get people when they're down. But he's not down. He's not down. He's not even out. You know he's he's it's it's just done. He's done. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm not angry. I just I'm done. Stick a fork in me. I'm so done. And you know you try to disconnect and you try to go on with your lives and you try to take a day off. And whose little tiny face do you see on the deck, on the screen? And the man is everywhere. It's like, shut up. Shut up. But no, his little raspy voice wiggles his way into your life despite everything. So that is what's happening with dear old Dr. Fauci. Um, in other news... You know, Biden is not doing so well, as we well know. But this doesn't surprise me either. And I'm I'm wondering why everyone is so shocked that President uh, Biden is, I was going to say, oh, Biden. But President Biden is doing terribly in the ratings and how he has totally fucked up the presidency. And I'm thinking to myself, and I know like a lot of young people were sold on him as the anti-Trump. But those of us who've been around a while have known Biden to be nothing more than a fuck-up. I don't even know how this Honest Joe crap even came into being, because he was never Honest Joe. He was Big Mouth Joe. He was, uh, you know, open his mouth and say crap Joe, but he was never Honest Joe. I mean, as far, and I don't remember when he first came into office, because this was before my time, but I knew that he had some kind of dealings with his brother where he was um um being he was asking the loan company to look into something for his brother uh when he first got uh elected as a senator was he a senator i don't care what he was but uh, as a senator and he, he has a long history of just being totally and completely dishonest a long history just long he plagiarized in 1988 uh, during his, I don't know if this was his third, his second or his third candidacy. I think it was his third candidacy, his third run for president. He plagiarized 
everybody he could plagiarize and got caught plagiarizing. Plagiarizing speeches from other candidates. You know, well-known speeches. He didn't even plagiarize obscure ones. Oh, my. He plagiarized. Oh, there I go. Beating my tambourine. But um, he plagiarized obscure. I mean, well-known speeches. Well-known speeches. He plagiarized it in 1988. I think that was his third one. He, he was a three-time failed presidential candidate. He didn't have, he wasn't, he didn't have the shine. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have the, the promise. You know, you looked at Joe Biden and you go, President, nah, 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 nah. Because you didn't see that in him. He wasn't promising in that way. Now, he was, he has experience because, of course, if you've been at something long enough, you, you, you garner experience. But as a president, Ah, I didn't see it. And a lot of people who knew him well didn't see it. And it's one of the reasons why people believe that the the election was rigged. Because those of us who have been around a little bit, we understand that Biden was not presidential material. Vice president probably was his his pinnacle, you know, as far as we could see. That's where that's how far he was going to actually go. But to be president, president. And, you know, he was notorious for opening his mouth and saying all kinds of crap. Robin Williams made a joke about how <laughs> Joe Biden was like an old uncle, you know, he, that he would come in and he would say all kinds. Of, he opened his, he opened his mouth, he say crap. And you just say, oh, yeah, nice Uncle Joe, nice Uncle Joe. He was totally and completely inappropriate at times. And there were times when he even threw President Bi uh, President oh, excuse me, Obama under the bus under the bus. He threw him under the bus. President Obama did not want to deal with gays in the military. But who came out in front on what was that show? What's the name of that show on NBC on Sunday mornings? Tim Russert. And said, oh, I have no, you know, I don't have a problem with it. And, you know, uh, came out and, and threw poor Obama under the bus. And Obama was pissed off because he had no intentions of actually dealing with that. But because Joe Biden got on television and talked about it, he had to go out and deal with it. Now, what, what, side, you deal, uh, what side you fall on is entirely up to you. I'm just spilling the facts and in, in the tea here. Biden was never one of those people you thought were ever going to be president. And that's why he kept him in the, in the basement. That's why he was kept in the basement. And when he did talk, the stuff he said was just as inappropriate as it was before. He was still the same old Joe. And yet they put him out front as this presidential candidate and a person who was familiar. And it was heartbreaking because it's a sad state of the Democratic Party. They have nobody. They knew that they had nobody. If Hillary Clinton couldn't beat Donald Trump, they knew that just letting Joe go off on himself, uh, by himself, on his own, was not going to beat Donald Trump. 
but they counted on, and they counted on it so well, the idea that Biden was Obama's vice president. And so everybody thought, because they liked Obama, that Biden was going to be Obama. But Biden is not Obama. He's not Obama. Biden isn't even talking like Biden anymore. Um, I read an article not too long ago about how Biden is beating with Disney and Lockheed Martin and all these people in the in the White House, all these people, and he's talking to them about how to guide the country in uh, loss mitigation uh, regarding vaccine mandates. They want to set the standard. This this was in the article. I'll I'll bring it up and I'll put it in the. Yeah, link it in the description. You can read it yourself. But yeah, he's talking to them about how to guide the country into vaccine mandates. He's discussing this with them. It's in the article. It, it really surprised me. It, it it got my goat really hard because I'm thinking to myself, what the hell are you talking to them about running a damn country for? Running a country and running a, 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 a company or a corporation are two entirely different animals. But he's sitting there, and these are supposed to be the billionaires that he's ta- uh, taxing in anyways, you know, tax the rich, which of course is bullshit. Because how are you taxing them? If you're not going to change the laws on the books, who the hell are you taxing? How the hell are you collecting these taxes? But anyways, you know, he's not talking like Biden anymore. You know, and you can say, well, he's a president now. You know, he has to speak like a president. Yeah, but he's not speaking like the president. He's speaking like a puppet. He's speaking, there's somebody else's words beyond behind what Biden is saying. You know, Biden had, he never really had a clear vision. He never discussed his clear vision of America. I don't think he ever really had a clear vision of what he thought America should be. He's an old guard, pretty much. And what he does is he stands guard against what's coming. You know, that's pretty much what he was, a stand-up bearer. You know, and and throughout his career, if you look at his career, you will see that's all he's ever been. He didn't like integration in schools. He didn't like certain things here. He didn't like certain things there. He worked with across the aisle when it was beneficial to him. But he was never a person who said, you know, I have a clear vision of what it means to be an American. That wasn't him. That wasn't him. And so when people, when the media, I'm saying people, I've got to stop saying people so much, but when the media starts talking about how abysmal his ratings are, I am not really surprised. Because when you look at his career, he wasn't an outstanding senator. He was a long, he was long standing, but he wasn't outstanding. He was mediocre at best. And of course, uh, to put it in Obama's words, 
You can never underestimate Biden's ability to fuck things up. You just can't. Because he always did. You always opened his mouth. He, he always said inappropriate things. He always did inappropriate things. He was always just Uncle Joe. The crazy uncle in the room who said weird and crazy things and who just behaved inappropriately. It's no surprise that Hunter Biden is, is you know, using his father's position to do whatever he did. His, uh, Joe Biden's brother did it. There's no surprise. Not surprise at all. So when they talk about honest Joe, I'm thinking to myself, what, what, where did that come from? I'm a straight shooter. Yeah, yeah, you're blabbermouth. You open your mouth and shit came out, as it did during the presidential candidacy. For the, what, fourth time? So, you know, his abysmal ratings is just exposure to what he really is and what he always has been, which was a mediocre politician at best. Anywho, that is all I have to say about that subject for right now. You know, and again, this is, let me just go on just a little bit further and say how this ties into this all agendas nonsense and this alternate reality where they try to sell us on the idea that Biden's, oh, Biden, (laughs) I'm conflating the two here, but Biden's agenda is the most popular thing there is. And it's not because if it were popular, it would pass. Yeah, we agree, you know, there should be some help with child care. Yeah, we agree on these things, but nobody agrees that there's $3.5 trillion. And what kind of horse crap are you selling us that people who make over $400,000 is a, a, a large swath of people who are going to somehow raise $3.5 trillion? And millionaires are going to do it. And billionaires are going to do it. When you have not even bothered to change the laws on the books. Somehow, $3.5 trillion is going to be raised. Somehow, that's going to happen. So, you know, this is not surprising to me. This is not surprising. He didn't keep any of his promises. He didn't give police reform. He didn't do any of those things. But, you know, he's not Trump, right? At least Trump, if you knew he had mean tweets, you you understood that, you know, he was getting things done. Anyway, that is my podcast for today. It's a short one. If you have made it with me this far, thank you. Do Contact me on social media at the Black Guy Podcast on Twitter, the Black Guy Podcast on Instagram, and do, 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 please leave a voice message at the the link in the description, and 
I look forward to hearing from you so that any future messages can make it to the podcast. Thank you for your support. Great. Have a great day and be blessed. Bye-bye. You have just heard the Black Eye Podcast. If you would like to contact me, you can do so through Twitter at MHB1070, on Instagram at My1029, that's M-H-I-G-H-1029, excuse me, or on Patreon at theblackeyepodcast.com. If you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so through Stripe. Any donation helps me make better content and bring it to you. Thank you. You have just heard the Black Eye Podcast. If you would like to contact me, you can do so through Twitter at MHB1070, on Instagram at My1029, that's M-H-I-G-H-1029, excuse me, or on Patreon at theblackeyepodcast.com. If you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so through Stripe. Any donation helps me make better content and bring it to you. Thank you. You have just heard the Black Eye Podcast. If you would like to contact me, you can do so through Twitter at MHB1070, on Instagram at My1029, that's M-H-I-G-H-1029, excuse me, or on Patreon at theblackeyepodcast.com. If you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so through Stripe. Any donation helps me make better content and bring it to you. Thank you.